Hi, my name is Jackie Randall, and you're listening to Your Art Matters, the conversation series where I bring to you the people who have influenced, inspired, guided, shared, and supported me along the path that has led me to this very moment. You'll be meeting my friends, classmates, teachers, professors, members of the creative community, and beyond. I wouldn't be who I am today without knowing them, and I just wanted to share their journeys in art with you. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I've had in having them. To quote Ayn Rand and One Tree Hill's Lucas Scott, The world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. So in today's episode of Your Art Matters, we have David. David's someone that I went to college with. We had a design class together. Yes. And then we just connected by being creative people that have similar interests in a similar space in time. The, the design uh, portion of Ron was very small, so everyone kind of knew each other. Yeah. I think, yeah. If you'd like to introduce yourself and, you know, we can get started. Um, Dave. My, uh, <laughs> David Roberts is my full name. I design out of northern New Jersey, and uh, right now I work for for cigars.com as the primary designer for all the advertising and marketing for them. Cool. And that's what you're doing now, but we're going to kind of dive back and get into how everything came to this point in time. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up, you know, we're interested in different things. Was there a moment when you knew that arts and creative things would be something that could lead to your current oh, yeah. path? Oh, yeah. My my mother is actually a graphic designer. Okay. She works for the government right now. Okay. She's government contracted up there at one of the arsenal bases mm. doing uh, UI UX and graphic design. But when I was a kid, she was also a designer. She worked for a company called uh, Deloitte and Touche, and I think we always had Photoshop on our computers at home. And from a very small age, my mother would I would like ask her to draw me something. And then when she she would give me a picture of something that she had drew, and then I took an interest and tried. I used to draw like animals at a National Geographic. Uh, then I had it when I was a little kid, and kind of that just blossomed into me drawing all the time. And then when I got older, I was actually a part of game trailers forums, okay, talking about games and being a big nerd. Mm -hmm. And they had a like a signature at the end of each post. You could put your own signature, mm -hmm. and people had Photoshop wars. And I kind of just opened Photoshop and started playing around. And then it wasn't really until high school I decided to make that a career-based thing. I wanted to be an illustrator. I wanted to be an illustrator. And that's what partially my uh, my degree is in illustration mm -hmm. over top of, uh, of graphic design. Mm -hmm. I just took a lot of graphic design classes because I knew that that would probably be what pays the bills <laughs> up until I might be able to get an illustration job. But now it's still paying the bills and I'm still doing it. And I'm trying to illustrate whenever I can. But Yeah. It was good having your, you know, your mom as an influence. Was there any other creative people, like, in your life? Did you have any friends that might have had any... Um, I think I always kind of gravitated towards 
nerds. I was an overweight kid, and I have uh, social anxiety, as most introverts do. And those kids were, you know, into comics, and as was I, and video games. And I think that from a young age, I kind of knew that in order to do those things or be a part of that world that I liked so much that I'd have to involve myself in mm -hmm. art. So it wasn't as much, it was my mother primarily, I think, and her influence, and just uh, her pushing me to just do what I want to do, mm -hmm. which is a luxury that not many kids can have mm -hmm. these days, but I think that was the big thing, the primary thing. So then in high school, you know, you're, you know that you want to take this path, so what was the process of, like, deciding to go to art school, you know, pursuing this and applying, or... Actually, high school was a weird thing for me because I shined in my art classes and my professors really liked my work and kind of pushed me to create specific work and pushed that work into competitions. Oh. So I wound up in a competition that was a local competition that the prize was a scholarship to like Harvard and their affiliated Art Institute of Boston programs. And I won. Oh. I got second place in the art show with one of my rivals actually getting first place. Oh, shit. But the Harvard people awarded me the scholarship. Wow. And not him. <laughs> so. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, girl, I don't even know. I was, it was self-portraits. It was literally, they were doing self-portraits in New Pastel. And it was different expressions of me and just me looking in a mirror. My professors really pushed me to get the framework for facial expressions down, etc. And they just entered me into it. All I did was agree, and I was a little kid. I was like, yeah, go ahead. I, I like to draw. You can do whatever you yeah. want with it. And I had a girlfriend at the time, and I remember my girlfriend's mother brought me there, and she, like, cried when I won. It was, it was It was a cool experience, but that brought on me applying there officially after I had been awarded the scholarship and getting in and deciding that it was too much money and then applying to other schools that were art-based mm -hmm. and then finally deciding to come to Rowan to not be too far away uh, you know it saved money to go to community college first and it and this in this crazy economy it's so much better to save the money and get your degree any way that you can rather mm -hmm. than pay for it I have a buddy of mine that went to high school arguably more talented than I was who pushed to go to uh, Pratt Institute in New York as a painter and now I don't even know if uh, he uses his skill anymore so what I mean aside from it just being close and all of that was there anything that stood out with Rowan in applying or I got in <laughs> uh, I think I liked I came there and I like South Jersey I actually while I was at Rowan I really almost wanted to move down here afterwards because mm. it's very pretty I come from a very rural place upstate in New Jersey as well and the campus seemed really big and it was nice and the arts department seemed cool and I remember the lovely people that I met that were also going there from community college but it just seemed like I looked, the campus was awesome, and now it's immense. Oh, yeah. It's, it's insane now. It's completely blossomed into this crazy thing since we've left. It's at least 40% larger, and it was huge already. Yeah. So now it's a In city. In a sm very small town. Uh-huh. I liked that it was more of a party school when we went. I, I, <laughs> I partied a lot, and now it's not like that anymore. Yeah. And it makes me kind of sad, but it is what it is. I'm glad I got to enjoy my time at Rowan. Yeah. At Rowan, you went for your Bachelor of Fine Arts. What were your specializations? I specialized in advanced illustration and then advanced 
graphic design. I knew enough to forego a lot of my design courses, so I skipped in introductions to Photoshop or something mm -hmm. like that, all the very preliminary, and went right into like advanced typography too mm -hmm. or something like that, and uh, continued to climb through graphic design courses as much as I could. I honestly wasn't that great of a designer. Uh, it wasn't that great of a Photoshop artist. Or I primarily in Rowan, I think we studied mostly Illustrator and InDesign. Yeah. They really did not teach us a lot of Photoshop, which is fine because you can take those things and bring them into Photoshop, but you can do a lot of stuff in Photoshop. Mm -hmm. So I learned the majority of what I know now outside of school. They just, they were like, here are these programs, look at them, use them for a little bit. And then in the real world, it's like, oh, you need to learn how to do all this. Stuff. Yeah, it's more the, you know, you learn the foundations of the skill at school, but then you figure out how to work things when push comes to shove, when deadlines and all of that and whatever just like works for you. And then it's about doing the fastest iteration of that job. Mm -hmm. So there are, in Photoshop and all these different programs, there are a million ways to do one thing, mm -hmm. but you need to find the best way to do it. Yeah. Or n not even necessarily the way that's the most comfortable for you, but the way that you can get it done as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So then along with the graph design, how did illustration like help any of the design process or how did design help illustration or is there like conversation between the two and... I, I use illustration a lot. Uh, it's more like the stylus you do use a lot. But, uh, you know, I designed recently a cigar look and logo and the packaging for it. And they decided to use one of my illustrations to make that the name of the cigar. And mm -hmm. that thing was the branding for it. So I did digitally paint that. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's very few and far between that I get to do some of the things that I love and is sad, but I, I try to still sketch when I can, but it's something that I need more practice in and something that I'm looking to continue to do, honestly, whenever mm -hmm. I can. The fundamentals are there and I love doing it. It's just that deadlines are more important at this point in time. Yeah. What was your favorite part about art school aside from the classes and maybe the... I liked and continue to like being around people that speak the same language mm -hmm. because I went to art school and everyone knew what everyone else was kind of thinking mm -hmm. and doing and in my group of friends back home their minds are wired a bit differently and mm -hmm. we don't connect on that specific level so just being around like-minded people is always going to foster creativity and also I'm very competitive of course I knew that there might have been a kid or two that was better than me and I knew it but it made me strive to try to be better than them or I'm just like whenever I see a designer that is doing great work it makes me want to just up my game so mm -hmm. being around all these different designers who foster that creativity that want you to do well but also challenge you and even in just your own mind of wanting to do better than them it wasn't even about grades for me mm -mm. it was about I wanted like the teachers to recognize that I had a valuable skill or talent in this thing and I wanted to do well and sometimes I hit a home run and sometimes I didn't but yeah. I, I tried and also like having that you know the support of others and um like now you know we're not in that school environment anymore yeah. like do you get that in you know workspace or is it more you know online space or like where can you find that similar community or Workspace is there sometimes, and it really depends on you having a friend, really, and them being open to your critiques and kind of you bouncing ideas off of each other, because you can have a lot of creative people in your workspace, but if you're not friendly with them, then it's not going to foster that type of thing. Mm -hmm. I did recently go to an event with this 
guilds that they consult the United Design Guild mm -hmm. and they do some stuff and it was cool to go to a place have some pizza and beer and listen to a lecture by this very famous designer but to also just be in a space again where everyone speaks the same language and mm -hmm. I definitely missed that but it's def you're definitely right it's very hard to find a community and I, I foster that like the nerd community for me is very similar I, I have a lot of different interests so going to Comic Con and, mm -hmm. and being able to talk to those artists too which mm -hmm. is completely inspiring and just shows you how much you don't matter um, <laughs> in that setting uh, so yeah, I find my way to fill that void yeah now with the idea of leaving school and entering the quote-unquote real world you know everyone's experience is different and you know what they might be looking for or what they might have set up so what was your experience you know approaching graduation and all of that how did I go about life after college pretty much yeah yeah so I didn't really know a whole lot after college I had a degree and I knew what I wanted to do and I didn't really know how to get there many people preach internships and so I think I had applied to one that didn't really go anywhere. In fact, I used to have it on my resume, and I do not now because, honestly, it didn't go anywhere. And I went to work back at Walmart where I was working before college for a few months before deciding that a steady job was hindering my search for what I really wanted to do. So I quit that job with the full knowledge that I wasn't going to have a steady source of income anymore and kind of started to develop a website for myself, for a portfolio. There are so many artists even now that don't have a portfolio website mm -hmm. and are accomplished and they just don't have their work online. And that always baffled me because I think that was my first step mm -hmm. is to get all my work online and viewable to people who might want to look at it. But after college, it was just throwing my hat out or throwing my name out anywhere I could, even if I knew that I wasn't going to get the job. So I would just throw my resume out to anyone. If I could have, you know, made a bunch of copies and throw them on the highway, I probably would have done that. <laughs> But I did not do that. Uh, the struggle for that is even compounded when you get your first job and no one ever really tells you what working a 9 to 5 is like and what that does to your psyche or your psychology mm -hmm. and the monotony of it all. They don't really train you for that in school, thankfully, because <laughs> it would have been hell to go, yeah. go to school like that. But uh, Welcome to life. Yeah, exactly. So it hits you really hard when you get that first job and then you start going week after week, hour after hour, day after day, and just realizing that like this is your life now but I had I had so many jobs after college someone will notice you someone does take a chance and it's those people that take a chance on you out of college that allow you to get your foot in the door to other opportunities later on in life and I'm very thankful that someone he was an amazing art director honestly he hired me to be a conceptual designer and I got to draw and stuff mm -hmm. and despite that I was drawing you know holiday decor designs and outlooks or just layouts mm -hmm. yeah I was that's what I was like drawing but I was still drawing so I didn't really mind they actually let me I think they had me use my own computer and mm -hmm. I already had a tablet and they were just happy to have me there but as time went on I didn't have to use my computer my own computer anymore with other jobs I got my own computer I got my own tablet it's even hard for people that want to hire you to not make you do everything. You know, a lot of people mm -hmm. want to kind of milk those college students for everything that they have. <laughs> yeah. Please bring in your own computer, have all these programs on it, and you need to do all your work on your, your home stuff. And I ran into that a good amount of times in my search for a nice, real job. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But thankfully now it's, it's not something that I do anymore. I have my own computer and everything. Yeah, I feel like that can be stressful. You know, it adds to it because then you're worried about, you know, what happens. Like, if you are working for, you know, a company, I feel like they should have provide that. Whereas if, oh, you're, yeah. if you are freelancing, you it is your own responsibility. That was before I even was putting all my work on, like, a separate hard drive. So that was like, what do I need to delete off my computer to make it run <laughs> fast so that I can do my job today? Yeah. Or, like, the struggle of, like, you know, potentially your home Wi-Fi network or even sometimes your work Wi-Fi. Yeah. You know, like, what's something that you've learned throughout all of the different, you know, work environments or places or descriptions or anything like that? My biggest advice would be to never admit that you can't do something. If you apply to a job that you even think that you can do and you get an interview, start learning how to do that stuff because (laughs) you're about to do it. Uh, I applied for a lot of jobs that I might not have been necessarily qualified for. um, And if one of those jobs bit, I learned it. Uh, When I worked for a company called Orion, they needed a video editor. And I was trained in high school for Illustrator and Design and Photoshop and nothing else. So I spent a week of my life on lynda.com mm-hmm. learning how to use Premiere Pro so that when I sat at a desk, I didn't look like an idiot. So that's the thing. Just realize when you get out of college that you don't know a damn thing, <laughs> and you're going to have to learn a lot of stuff still. You know, sometimes people get really caught up into, oh, I didn't go to school for this, or I don't have this, but it's like there's so many resources where you can really apply yourself and, you know, you just do the work to get it. The words, that's not in my job description, are just going to get you fired. You need to learn how to do that. It's not all black and white. It's It, it really depends. Sometimes jobs can ask too much of you, but mm-hmm. most of the time, you taking the time to, to learn a new skill is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of art-specific things are companies asking artists to do things that they've never done before. Mm -hmm. Uh, So because I knew Photoshop, Illustrator, and Design, they were like, can you edit these legal documents in Acrobat and figure this out for us? Because Mm -hmm. we don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say no. And I learned Acrobat, too. And it's good, because then you just, you know, acquire more tools for your tool belt along the way. You know, when you're at these jobs or even, you know, work on any personal work, where do you, like, find inspiration or where do you go when you're, you know, trying to think of stuff? I find that a really good piece of advice regarding inspiration, even if you're trying to break into the illustration field or you're trying to do something, is fan art is not a bad thing. There's uh-huh. this huge stigma with some people that can only draw fan art or whatnot, but, like, use that as a stepping stone if you love Doctor Who, draw the crap out of Doctor Who. Like, it's it's not always original ideas that you need. It's just to be doing that skill. Doing something. Yeah. So I'm involved with so many different games and movies and things that I love all the time. You know, I have famous directors that I go to, but having going in school, if you're an artist and you don't have heroes and you don't look up to people, then you're never going to make it in the industry. Mm-hmm. You need to not only look up to people, but to do the research and know what is happening in the field today mm-hmm. which is why when I was when I was starting out and even now with Instagram I was using Tumblr before but I would follow a lot of artists mm-hmm. to know like what are these people doing what are, what's my competition up to essentially yeah. what do I need to learn how to do today and uh, the inspiration is everywhere it, it is. can be it can be everywhere and for someone for me to 
go up to someone and go, what's your favorite artist or what's your favorite comic book artist? And someone spits out to me Van Gogh. I'm like, no, well, who's your favorite artist like working right now? Right what, now. What's their work? Yeah, like, Let me see their website. I want to look and see what they've done. And they're like, oh, I don't know anyone like that. Then you're going about it wrong. You need to learn and, yeah. and have heroes. I have so many heroes. Who are some of your heroes? Oh, my. And the design work? I, I find the new design heroes every day yeah. with people pushing the boundaries in, in Manhattan and doing crazy work mm -hmm. that I can't even name off right. the top of my head. Yeah. As far as artists, I look to people, uh, you know, Adam Hughes is one of my favorite DC comic artist who draws so perfectly that looking at his work is just you know you're never gonna be at that level mm -hmm. there's no way in hell but um, it gives you like that oh yeah it, imitate your favorite artist because like my goal when I go to comic cons is to essentially meet and get a signed print of all of my heroes yeah so my wall in my room is just filled with prints from comic con after yeah. comic con of me getting to meet these people and be like I love your work like, I just met for the first time an artist called Scotty Young, mm -hmm. and he's one of my favorite artists working because his style is so specific, and he works on a comic called, I think, I Hate Fairyland right now. Mm -hmm. But he illustrated Marvel's The Wizard of Oz mm -hmm. uh, graphic novels, and he's done a lot of different work in that field also. I love tattoo artists. Mm -hmm. There's a tattoo artist called Jeff Gogue, G-O-G-U-E, and he's probably one of the best tattoo artists working today ever. He doesn't take on new clients, but his style is so breathtaking that you can't even imagine how someone would do that on human skin. I love it. Yeah. How do you feel about social media when it comes to getting yourself out there, getting, you know, we've just talked about looking for inspiration, but, you know, social media now is just very much part of everything. It's, you know, we're yeah. working it into our work. We're, you know, looking, it's on our phones and yeah. on our bodies pretty much. I mean... Uh, one of the work social media sites, I know a lot of businesses really love LinkedIn, and it's a good way to have your portfolio and stuff online, especially if you don't have a website. Mm -hmm. um, regarding inspiration and things that you should use, uh, you know, Squarespace, I know the SEO is really good, meaning that your searchability, if you use that website creator, is actually um, more so than if you use a different website creator. But I love Instagram, and it, the thing is, just put your work up, mm -hmm. I think is the main thing. It doesn't matter where it's at. Put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram. Just get your work out there. And if you're too afraid to show your work to the world, then you're never going to learn what mistakes you're making. Mm -hmm. It's very scary to do so and put your work on there. But, you know, take that leap, put it on there, let people see what you're doing. And that's the main takeaway. Mm -hmm. I, I know I use Instagram to put some of my stuff up there just for fun to let my friends and family see it. I, I update my website constantly. I, I'm not on social media a lot because I'm a salaried designer. So mm -hmm. a lot of my stuff, I'm making so many things every day. If I were to update my website with everything I do, it would be an encyclopedia yeah, of yeah. different images. And sometimes like in-house stuff that isn't, you know. Yeah, sometimes they, they won't let you do that. When I worked for the design firm, I had to, I had to sign a confidentially a confidentiality agreement, mm -hmm. and uh, that sucked. Not being able to show these amazing websites that yeah. I essentially designed to anyone, other than actually getting an interview and be like, "Oh, look, all this stuff is new, and I've been doing it." But yeah. to get that interview is still a hard thing, and it'd be cool if that stuff was online. But no, I can't do it. I feel like it, it kind of even goes back to like you know our Tumblr days, you know, yeah. like putting our stuff out there because I feel like that's like you know I just I miss those days. You 
know, we were curating all of this stuff and like throwing out, you know, I mean, I didn't put as much as my, you know, yeah. my, I know you put like, you know, I have like, like I still have like 2,000 followers on Tumblr. I don't use it a lot, but I still do me, it. They kick me out. They kick what? Me, yeah. They kick me out of my, my, my blog name and now it's live with purpose dash blog. Oh, Because wow. I was, I was inactive. Oh. And I'm not, a lot of my best friends work at Tumblr. Really? They're there, yeah. Oh. I don't think they'll get your your domain name back, but I, I can bring Someone's it up. Someone's squatting on it. I'm oh serious. Oh my gosh. It was a sad day. I can look into it. <laughs> okay. It was a sad day. Yeah, I, I, met, I meet so many people. Like I actually, like I met those guys just offering to uh, help with their Tumblr, their comics Tumblr. It was like comics.tumblr.com that I used to blog for, just put up different work from different artists. And just because... You know, ask people for stuff. If they could say no, then that's a no. But like yeah. honestly, I was like, I wanted to make friends with these people, and I did, and I still talk to them every day, even mm-hmm. though I'm not blogging for them all the time anymore. Yeah. And we go to Comic Con every year. I feel like that's a very easy way to like network. We're so interested in like just helping other people out or just knowing people, and um, sometimes these relationships blossom out of like the smallest thing. You know, mm-hmm. like sending a nice message or like asking for something or. Sometimes it'd be like, hey, look, I made you this, and then sometimes that'll lead to a job. Yeah. Just because I did a piece of fan art or something like that. Yeah. And it's cool. I feel like being a fan of, like, anything, you instantly have this whole world that you can infuse into what you're doing. And if it is either a big franchise or even something super niche, there's so much potential there. You can really, like, capitalize on that, whether it's just, you know, impressions or, you know, getting the attention of the actual people involved or anything like that. I don't know. I'm never afraid to dive into something that I really love. If I love beer and uh, I love beer, I'm going to <laughs> look into breweries and how they're designing. In the Brooklyn Brewery does a great job with their Brooklyn Defender and all that stuff, and I think the name helps. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there and how they market. I also like Damn Handsome Grooming Company. A fantastic job with their marketing on their website. And so there's another company, Best Ever Brooklyn, called O'Dudes. Mm-hmm. They make uh, pomade and stuff, but I love their web design. I love their original photography. My my whole basis of design now as a digital designer is design in my definition of design is great photography and great typography makes great design. Absolutely. That's really it. You get amazing, you learn how to take photos too. Like if you can't, then you can't, but getting great photos, whether you use big stock or whatnot, because that's still in a venue. If you're not a photographer, you can still find, find yeah. photography online. If you see a website, try to emulate it and mm-hmm. do your best job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm forgetting what I was. I I, I keep forgetting every time what like what I have to say. Um, So along, you know, this whole journey, what's your support system been like? Whether family, friends, communities, or you know, that's just like there for you. Just like. Well, the people I know at Tumblr are really cool, and I'm on a Slack channel with them, and we talk a lot, and I am a part of a Discord for different games, but mostly Overwatch, because I'm obsessed with Overwatch, and I love mm-hmm. I love it to death, because I'm also a big Disney fan, I was a big fan of Pixar and stuff of that nature, and when Blizzard came out with Overwatch, the design, look and feel of that game with all these heroes and all these awesome things really appealed to me, I love it. Um, but going back to my support systems... I don't have many. It's hard. My fiance, who's not art inclined really, is was a huge support system because it's a hard life being a designer. Going for me, 
I've been a part of many different jobs since since graduation. I've been freelancing. I've been, had my you know salary jobs, but she was always there and accepted what was going on and tried to help. And that was really really good because there are sometimes where the one of the job that I left uh, that I got fired from recently was at this design firm, and that firing caused me to ask myself if I was in the right profession, mm. if I could really do this, if I was supposed to be doing this. And there are two ways that that affects someone. It's you either get off the horse or you get back on. It's like, also that, that quote from Batman, it's like, why do we fall, Bruce? Mm. So we learn how to pick ourselves back up again. And I live by that a lot too, but when I got hit really hard with that firing, I kind of just was like, I don't know how to do anything else. And I pushed through it. And I'm glad that I did because I've grown a lot as a designer since those days and yeah. uh, it pushes you but yeah. support systems are very important you know a situation like that when you have to ask yourself that question that's just it was a rough few weeks of me not even wanting to put my resume out again for a minute yeah. I needed to take a look and see what I needed to do mm-hmm. when you're you know like off the clock or you're doing work that I guess you might not be you know monetizing or maybe you are like what are other areas outside of design that you explore I know there's photography and Mm. you know some digital illustration stuff well after I graduated my one request for my parents to give me a present because they offered to buy me a graduation present I had been looking at an artist his name is Sam Spratt and he is a very accomplished very young illustrator digital illustrator and he's worked with Logic he's worked with so many different artists and things of that nature he did covers for Game Informer he's worked on movie posters and I saw how he worked and I saw that he was using a Wacom Cintiq and I was like I need this mm-hmm. I need to be able to look at what I'm drawing and have it be in Photoshop and learn how to illustrate this way because this for me I love the old school and love learning about oil painting and whatnot but the way technology is going if you cannot digitally illustrate then you are at a supreme disadvantage mm-hmm. And I focused most of my time post-graduation teaching myself how to paint and Photoshop with a stylist mm-hmm. and looking into that. But I also, after college, I think I didn't take any photography classes in Rowan. I actually, I, w- I took photography classes in my community college, but I was constantly asked to shoot people with a camera, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a friend of mine who wanted to do a wedding, and then I was friends with a lot of photographers. So, you know, I had this rinky-dink little Canon, like, rebel something, and then I went over to Veronica's house with Mm -hmm. her, I think it was like a 5D Mark IV, some ridiculous amount of camera equipment, Mm -hmm. and uh, she was like, look through this full-frame lens, and I was like, oh my god, I've been doing photography wrong (laughs) this entire time. Uh, so that subsequently learning Lightroom also mm-hmm. really Lightroom is amazing because mm-hmm. the higher end cameras don't have a flash and if you're paying three grand for a camera it's kind of hard to be like all right and here's another five hundred dollars in a flash I'm a college student you know chill but after doing so I think after learning Lightroom I really took to photography a little bit more and then I started doing product photography for my current job uh, shooting a bunch of cigars and different lifestyle shots and even portraits of large name brand people that work on the company for magazines and stuff 
and now I can do product photography just fine. It turns out that, you know, the guy in my job who's actually not there anymore is using the same camera that I own. So on days when he had to go on vacation, me at my design job, they'd be like, can you go upstairs and shoot this stuff? And I'd be like, hell yeah, I can. Yeah. I'll do it right now. And it was a nice reprieve being able to go from sitting at my desk to standing and shooting and stuff like that and setting up your product shots. But that also helped me try and do it more in my, you know, personal life. You just take what you do from your day to day and try to learn from that and how can you use it in the stuff that I love to do because I'm not really doing stuff that I love I like to think that I can do stuff that I'm proud of Mm -hmm. but the stuff I love I save for myself and my personal time what is your favorite thing to do in the art world yeah Oh, wow. It would, I'd be drawing. Yeah. I studied to be an illustrator, but I do get the itch to take photos every once in a while. If I don't have a camera in my hands for like six months, I'm like, wow, I really need a portrait subject because mm-hmm. I need to stop just designing, you know? Um, but illustration can be so many different things, and I think artists are... Even now, uh, we had a copy editor at my job get let go, and if you're a designer, you know Photoshop, you know all these programs, then eventually your job is going to be everything. They're going to rely on you because they want to save money so Mm -hmm. essentially that's what happens the copy editor got uh let go and now the whole design department has to pick up that slack and figure it out but yeah i I love illustrating i wish i could do it for the rest of my life i wanted to be an illustrator and i wanted to be a designer and i also wanted to create video games because you know every every little gamer has that in them and they don't know what it if you open maya for the first time your head's gonna explode Mm -hmm. because mine did yeah (laughs) um so my mistake was not wanting to go into animation. I should have gone into animation and rowing. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be drawing all the time. And But now I'm a digital designer and I design all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very different worlds. Mm-hmm. And who knows how I might have fared in the animation world. But that was my say. If you want to be an illustrator out there, start doing animation. If you... I know we've kind of given a little advice tidbits here and there, but... um. Do you have any advice for someone pursuing a creative path or, you know, maybe working now or just maybe trudging along or anything like that as far as, you know, working or balance or anything like that? To, to people out there right now, I guess it would be to just dive in head first into everything. So don't limit yourself to one thing ever. My biggest asset as someone who loves art and was in art was not limiting myself to one part of the art world. So anything that had to do with art, I wanted to know how to do it and how I might be able to incorporate that into my life, whether it be photography or whatever shooting video, taking pictures, doing vector art or digital illustration, regular illustration, traditional illustration. If you want to do something, you know, try your hand at everything. And you might not be good at a lot of stuff or you might only be good at some stuff, but you're going to learn what you're good at. And if you want to be good at something, then you're going to pursue that. Mm. So also, like, the internet is this crazy tool and people still don't use it properly. (laughs) They don't. I like to say I live on the internet. I am music books, movies, video games, you know, beer, clothes, everything that I am and that I love, I want to know about it. And it's all there on the internet, and all that inspiration is everywhere, even learning how to do stuff. You can learn how to do things on YouTube now. That wasn't really a huge thing when we were in college. No. It wasn't. YouTube tutorials didn't really exist in the capacity that they do today. You want to learn how to change a part on a car made in 1957, there's a video for that. Yeah. 
So I would say just dive head first into everything. Learn what you're good at. Continue what you're good at. I mean, there are those people who want to be savants at one thing, and I'm jealous. Mm. Because I would love to be amazing to to one thing. Yeah, because you have to isolate yourself. But if you truly want a chance at this job market, you can't limit yourself to one thing. You you have to explore. There's a world out there, and there's so much to art. There's so much to it, and uh, it's over. It can be overwhelming, but just you know, you start with what you love. Mm-hmm. What do you want to look into? If it's fashion, it's fashion. If it's video games, like me, it's video games. Yeah, like there's not as much of a stigma against creatives anymore. Like the world needs the creative. You know, they, yeah. As much as people want to say, like you know, screw that. It's like, what do you love? You love something that's been designed or created by someone. Yeah, not just creators, but nerds. I love this thing that nerds... <laughs> like, being a nerd is almost like, thank you. Like, yeah. Thank you. I'm like, Hell yeah, I'm a nerd. And then I'm my biggest thing, I loved... Because I'm also a gym rat. I like going to the gym a lot. So I'll go to the gym in these, like, crazy, obscure video game t-shirts. Like, you know, old school Halo 2 or something like that. And I have that shirt from back in, you know, the early 2000s. And uh, I love just wearing really nerdy things in, in a gym because I'm also strong. So it's fun to kind of be a part of this thing that almost breaks boundaries not in that way not anywhere crazy like that but I like I like being the oddball in this group of meads you know when it comes to art like taking care of yourself and just being a person taking care of yourself is good so what are some like methods of self-care that you might practice that you know keep you you and that's a question that I've been learning learning how to answer for the better part of 10 years I think mm-hmm. because I was an overweight kid in high school you know I sat down and played video games a lot and watched a lot of movies and didn't really exercise and when I got my first job I was like a car pusher and it kind of got me walking mm-hmm. and now you know 10 years later I've been going to the gym very religiously my strength has grown my body's changed a lot and uh, you know I'm trying to balance that work life with exercise is a very hard thing to do but sometimes just sitting in a quiet room and meditating and by meditating I don't mean you know focusing on anything other than maybe your breath mm-hmm. for a few minutes and just kind of calming yourself mm-hmm. and that's good even if you want to fall asleep you can do it as you fall asleep and just get in your bed and to try and shut your mind off just focus on breathing and that alone really kind of lowers your stress level but for me meditation is also going to the gym and setting goals for yourself in the gym so you have to set goals for yourself in the workplace i think but those are a little bit more uh you know subliminal in the back of your mind like where you want to be with your work and when you exercise or or something definitely set goals because with diet and exercise it can alleviate a lot of things um as far as stress it can put you in a better place mentally i fully advocate for getting out of your room, whether it's going for a walk or just, you know, going to the gym. There's a lot of things that you can do, but they're they're all, you absolutely need to take time for yourself because the days that I run now are very hard and some of the only meditation I get is the 40 minutes to an hour that I get to rush from my work to my gym before eating dinner and actually getting like, I looked at it one way once is that I wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and I don't get to actually sit down and relax until like eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night because I go to the gym after work Mm -hmm. and sometimes I can't, sometimes I can, but it's important to take time for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that we've pretty much covered a lot. I usually ask, you know, if you have any questions for me. What's your favorite thing that you've done after college? 
I think, throwing myself into communities. I think that mm. all through college, even before that, I was always working. I was focusing on like where I had to be next, what I was doing next. And I, you know, I graduated, I got my job and I finally felt like, you know, I had the time to be me and I thrive off of community and meeting people and being with people and just finding it and cultivating it wherever I can. Um, Whether it's, you know, a lot of it can be online or digital or bringing that into the real world. And, you know, now even doing that by, you know, doing this podcast and and meeting more people and and all of that. And uh, I think it's really important for people and creatives, just like getting outside and getting out of your room. And it can be scary, you know, I I Mm -hmm. can be very much like oh I don't know if I should do this but a lot of times you'll you'll see something you'll meet someone you'll experience something that you wouldn't have and I think nine times out of ten like you'll or even more like you'll be thankful that you put yourself out there because we don't have all of the time in the world you know like oh yeah and seeing that you know there's just a world out there you'll be better once you get into it but it's also okay to stay home and do nothing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think one of the other, like, the last little thing of advice I'd give anyone, and I forget where I've even heard it before, but it is, honestly, it is not my own advice to give, because I heard it from somewhere, yeah. but is to run towards your uncomfortability. Yeah. Um, if you're uncomfortable doing something, keep doing it. And that's some of the best advice, I think, because when I heard it, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. You're so right. Whenever something feels like a challenge, try not to run away from it and run, run toward it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we're going to wrap it here, and thank you for coming on the podcast. And It was fun. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, talk to you whenever. Next time. <laughs> yeah. Until next time. Until next time. It was good seeing you again. You too.